She won't run. In the autumn of 1917, after the crops were in, Dad went all the way to Baltimore to buy our first car, a Model T Ford. He stayed in Baltimore several days, and when it was time for him to come back to the Eastern Shore, Big Brother decided to accompany Dad and the new car. In that way, he could teach Dad the fine art of driving and have a week's vacation on the shore at the same time. On the appointed day, Dad and Big Brother left Park Heights Avenue, and Big Brother drove the Ford through the city traffic to the Light Street docks. After arranging for the shipment of the car and their own passage, they settled down to enjoy the overnight trip down the Chesapeake Bay. The steamer docked at Onancock the following morning, and after Big Brother had driven the car off the boat, Dad drove his new Ford all the way to Nelsonia himself. This was not an easy task since he had never driven a car before. The drive was made harder by the fact that there were no hard surface roads in all of Accomack County. All the highways were narrow dirt roads, and all too frequently they were muddy and slippery. The highway department was always working, but their main job, strange as it may seem today, was to scrape the dirt from the roadside ditches and leave it piled in the middle of the road, thereby making a huge lump in the middle of each and every highway. All the roads sloped to the gutters, and if workers had recently been by, it was necessary to stop your horse, when out with the buggy, whenever you met another vehicle. If it was always necessary to stop your horse, it was doubly imperative to stop your car upon meeting someone. So driving was never easy. Dad, however, made it safely home to Nelsonia and proudly showed his new car to Mother and all the neighbors. As soon as he and Big Brother had eaten dinner, they were off again. The same day, they arrived at the modest town Baptist Church, started its regular autumn revival. Both dad and brother wanted to attend the afternoon service, so of course they drove the new car. We children were in school when we heard the car coming. There were so few cars in Accomack County in those days that the teacher told Margaret and me we could stand at the window for a few minutes to see our very own black shiny car come along. Immediately, all of the other children in the room wanted to see the car, so she allowed all of us to stand by the windows. Everyone stared at the brand new Ford as Dad drove it up the road and parked it near the church. They were fascinated by the new machine, and of course, everyone then wanted his dad to buy one. The meeting at church was over about the same time that school let out, so Margaret, Addie, and I all of us who were in school at the time, had the pleasure of riding home in the new car. Everything looked and felt strange as we chugged down the road. Sitting on the black leather seats, we felt as if we were riding high above the road and that we were queens of all that we surveyed. Before Big Brother returned to Baltimore, Dad was an expert at driving. Dad also assured us that he knew how to clean the spark plugs, fix the radiator, and patch a tire so we would have no need to worry. For the first few weeks, we went somewhere every weekend. 
We went down to visit my half-sister Lois and her family at Justiceville. We went to visit my other half-sister, Mary, and her family at Dougherty. We went to see Aunt Kate, who lived near Metompkin, and next we rode to Guilford to see Aunt Addie. Occasionally, we went riding just for fun, down side roads where we had never been before. What a pleasure we got from that first Ford. Riding anywhere was a treat. On Sunday afternoon, after attending church services in the morning, we decided to ride down the seaside road and come back home by Gargatha. It was late autumn. The sumac leaves gleamed bright red, the oak leaves were rich russet, and the maples shone in topaz and gold. All along the roads and farm fences grew the flowers of autumn, delicate Queen Anne's lace, purple Scottish thistles, amber goldenrod, and the familiar deep blue of chicory. We often sang as we rode, and this day we sang all the way, for the sky was clear blue and our hearts were light. Just before we came to the crossroads at Matthew's school, for some unknown reason, our Ford began to cough, and Dad just had time to pull to the side of the road before the engine died. What could the matter be? We all piled out of the car and watched Dad as he lifted the hood and looked inside. Well, sure enough, the engine was still there. We children also looked at the engine. Everything looked okay to us. No wires were disconnected. The spark plugs were clean, and even the radiator seemed fine. Dad did not know what to do. The afternoon was slipping away, and soon the shadows would be long as the sun would quickly sink behind the tall green pines. Dad talked it over with Mother, and they decided that he would walk to the nearest farmhouse and ask the man to take her and the children home. Then he would arrange to have someone tow the car back to Nelsonia. Just then a farmer Dad knew came by, driving his horse and buggy. He pulled to the side of the road and yelled, "'What's wrong with your new car, Mr. Bundick?' "'I don't know, Bob,' said Dad. Everything seems okay, but she just won't run. Bob pulled off his cap, scratched his head, got out of his buggy, and took a look at the engine. Just like us, he knew very little about engines, and he couldn't see anything wrong either. Dad stood by the Ford, kicked his shoes in the dust, and shook his head. Well, everything looks fine to me, he said. I can't figure out what is wrong. By the way, Mr. Bundick, how is your gasoline? "'Gasoline!' exclaimed Dad. "'Good grief! I don't know. I haven't looked at it for a week or two. They lifted up the front seat and found the measuring stick. Dad unscrewed the cap from the gas tank and, well, die if he wasn't right, there was not one drop of gas in the tank. The measuring stick was completely dry. "'What are you trying to do, Mr. Bundick?' Bob teased. "'Wiener!' You know she can't run without gas. It all turned out just fine. Bob took Dad to a farmer's house where Dad was able to borrow a gallon of gas. The Ford started at the first turn of the crank, and before darkness fell, we were on our way home. All of Dad's friends kidded him for many years about his running out of gas. It wasn't funny at the time, but we have laughed at it many times since. Dad certainly learned a lesson. 
though he drove the car for over 45 more years, I cannot remember another time when he ran out of gas.